Previously on Knickers and Gnomes are on the case. So this is it. Cluedo Mansion. The big house in the countryside where I was called by famous detective Hitchcock Gnomes. Ooh, it's, it's kind of creepy. Like a house from Scooby-Doo. Wouldn't you say, Ruby-Loo? This morning, I received a rather rude awakening from Reverend Green in a fine flat doodle, blabbering on that the old codger had been murdered in the kitchen. <laughs> that got me up, all right. Didn't want the corpse getting in the way of my bacon and eggs. <gasps> Professor Plum in the library with a candlestick. I keep telling him he'll strain his gorgeous, I mean, perfectly average eyes, reading them all books. Oh, Mrs. White, I didn't see you there. You blended rather well with the curtains. <gasps> Colonel Mustard in the lounge with the revolver. Ah, Hotchkick. Yes, just cleaning Catherine, my cooked single-action army. Isn't she a beauty? Wait, you saw the ghost? What do they look like? Well, a bit like a huge demonic hound, I suppose. Black and I have some unfinished business which I came here to discuss. But the old biddy still refused to play ball. I could have murdered him. <gasps> Reverend Green in the conservatory with the wrench. And not to worry, detective. Well, he was just performing the final rites. And now I'm putting together a lovely little coffin. Okay, I can't take it anymore. I killed Dr. Black. It was me, Reverend Green. We've solved the murder already. And some other mysteries. Oh no. I'm sorry. Why just do this thing when I get nervous? Why well, certain things I haven't? One day, I was walking along the boulevard, and did my eyes deceive me? My Peggy, hand in hand with that weasel Dr. Black, looking real cozy. It's the only mystery I ain't never solved. Why she didn't love me. Did you kill Dr. Black? What? No, don't be preposterous. I'd never kill anyone. Can't risk the blood spattering my corduroy suit. Yeah, it's just for a minute there, it seemed like... Uh, Lord, did I fantasise about Dr. Black being strung up like a puppet and erased from this whiteboard we call life? Of course I did. I'm only human, after all. Don't put the blame on me. But I would never act on those feelings. I'm a detective, not some actor on a murder mystery podcast. Now, let's go and find out who did murder him. There are still several people in this house we haven't questioned yet. For all we know, the killer could be right behind this door. Hello there, laddie. Ah, Mrs. Peacock, uh, what are you doing? Just popping to make a brew for the wee lass. She's awful cut up about the situation. I told everyone to stay away from the conservatory. Why does no one ever listen to me? Hmm? What was that? Did, did, did you say something, Hitchcock? Aye, not to fret. 
I was just cutting a boot in the kitchen is right next to the conservatory. But if you say worried, we can all go back to see Scarlet now. <gasps> Miss Scarlet in the study with the dagger! Hmm? Oh, this ain't no dagger, honey. It's a letter opener. I found this in my hubby's desk and what's addressed to me. <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've done enough blubbering to Mrs. Peacock here. She's been an angel. An elderly, Scottish, not very attractive, slightly smelly angel. Oh, it's all right, dear. You just let those tears out. It didn't matter that there'd be enough to fill Loch Ness thrice over. So, detective, what's the story in Balamori? What would you like to know? Where were you last night, Mrs. Peacock? Not strutting about, I hope. <laughs> Get it? Because Peacock strut. I was in my room last night, knitting jumpers for my wee Burns, Daphne and Velma. Twins, don't you know? Well, not quite so wee anymore. About to start secondary school now. You didn't bring your children or your husband to the wedding? Uh, nay, uh, they're... Staying with my mother, uh, Dr. Black, he he hates the sight of them. Or, rather, hated. Really? Why? He's uh, allergic to, to children. Ugh, I can relate. They're just squeaky, tiny humans. Uh, Lacey, remind me to take my allergy pills later. Um, Peacock, how do you know Dr. Black? We grew up together, inseparable as bairns. I live in the country house just across the way. He was such a little prankster, was that doctor. Used to push me into the pond every other day and only save me at the last minute. I can't swim, you see. Put me in water and like a fish tied to a block of cement. What about you, Miss Scarlett? Got any secrets lying around in that big, uh, not natural, blonde hair of yours? What are you talking about, sweet cheeks? Look at these roots, blonde all the way. And my husband has just been murdered. Wrenched from my loving grip with a wrench. Well, my fiancé, I suppose he'll never be my husband now. Dodged a bullet there, unlike him. Hitchcock, don't be so insensitive. Stop with the blunt comments. Just like that blunt instrument that clubbed him to death. <laughs> oh, sorry. Miss Scarlet. When did you meet Dr. Black? Oh, I came over from the States in the summer. I weren't planning to stay long. I was working as a waitress at the golf club bar when I met him. Oh, we hit it off right away. Such a strong, manly man. It was love at first sight, like when Harry met Sally in that movie. I can't remember the name of it now, except our names were Scarlet and Black, and it didn't take us 12 years to get married. In fact, I would say it's not a good comparison. Anyway, two hot and steamy months later, we was getting married. <laughs> oh, aye, lassie, didn't he cry? Come here, you can blow your hooter on my bagpipes. His bagpipes go, that was actually pretty good. Anywho, uh, did you notice anything unusual yesterday, Miss, uh... I'm sorry, I don't know your first name. Oh, Scarlet. No, that's your last name. And my first name. Your name is Scarlet Scarlet. Well, actually, it's Scarlet Scarlet Scarlet, if you include my middle name. Why, you got a problem with that? 
No, no, Miss Sssss. As long as your red dress isn't covering up bloodstains, you could be called Esteban Julio Ricardo Montoya de la Rosa Ramirez, for all I care. Right. So, Scarlet, did you notice anything out of the ordinary yesterday? Well, I was quite busy chatting with that roguishly handsome Master Mustard, and with the preparations for the charades contest. Oh, and the wedding as well. But I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. Dear Darkie had a private chat with most of the guests one by one, right here in the study, and there was a fair bit of shouting, I think. Pretty sure that hole punched in the wall is new, but I guess he just wanted a nice heart-to-heart before the big day. And besides, it was blowing a hooli outside all day. Someone was blowing a hooligan outside. It seems rather improper for an esteemed country manor. Oh, she means the wind. Yeah, I suppose it does rattle through the chimneys and make the place seem a bit haunted. But we've only got one ghost, which is fine. If you've got two ghosts, they breed like rabbits at it, like the doctor and I. Oh, also, some of my jewelry has gone missing over the past few days. If you get a chance to investigate that, I'd be real appreciative. You can do that before or after my husband's murder. Either way is fine. Right, um, what's been taken? Mm, mainly some of my necklaces and bracelets, uh, a few pairs of earrings. Oh, and my Fabergé tomato! My mama got it for me as a wedding present, because it's red like me. My pa got me a newspaper for the same reason, but uh, I ain't such a big fan of that. We'll be sure to keep an eye out for a bejeweled tomato. Thanks. Well, uh, I better see what my husband's last words to me were. I hope it's something nicer than his actual last words. To thine own self be true. What? It's just a piece of paper that says will! Oh, it's his last will, and here's his testament underneath. (gasps) My hubby made little old me the sole inheritor of his estate! think Miss Scarlet had no idea about the will. If she did, that would be a pretty strong motive. I don't know. She seemed rather shocked and even flushed Scarlet with surprise. <laughs> but yes, it is a common opinion that she's um, digging for gold, if you know what I mean. Picking her nose? What? No. She's an attractive young lady. Uh, she flirts with men. It doesn't mind them splashing a cat on her. Why else would she be interested in such an old, disgusting bag as Dr. Black? That seems like rather a reductive and sexist stereotype. Just because she's young, American and attractive doesn't mean she's a gold digger. Well, there's one can't put it out just yet. Ah, here we are. The conservatory. Odd that it took so much longer to walk between the study and the conservatory this time, but I suppose it did give us the chance to have that conversation about what we just heard. Now, let's get up close and personal with the corpse. Ooh, can I check the body, please? Please, 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 please? All right, no need to wet yourself. Yes! Go ahead, I'll take a look around the room. Yay! Investigation! Okay, what have we got here? Big wound on the back of the head. Mm. Looks like he's been hit on the back of the head. Must have been someone pretty strong to make such a big dent. (laughs) 
Mm, the body distinctly smells a perfume. Unless Dr. Black enjoyed smelling fruity, he must have been in close contact with someone who applied scent. Mm, very liberally. The liberals? Ugh, can't stand them. Hmm. There sure are a lot of roses round this conservatory. Uh, Miss Scallop must love them. I've been told this is her favourite room in the whole house. Wonder if that will change now her fiancé's dead body is sat in the middle of it. Hmm. Uh, this window is ajar. Why would someone have opened a window when it was so stormy last night? The Hitchcock! I found something! There's a hair on the body! There are lots of hairs? <sighs> he wasn't going bold yet, that genetically blessed deviant. I only have a few hairs left on my head. That's why I wear this bowler hat all the time. What? No, it looks like an animal hair. Here, let me get my magnifying glass. Ooh, the hair is very short, tawny in colour. Mm, tastes a bit like licorice and smells like a dog. Mm, using my keen sense of smell, taste and sight and my encyclopedic knowledge of Italian dog breeds, I deduce that whoever murdered Dr. Black has a Chineco Etna for a pet. Your Chineco's what? A Chineco Etna? It's a rare Sicilian sight and scent hound. Slim, elegant, around 50 centimetres tall. Which of the suspects has a dog? The Reverend? He certainly smells like a dog. You do realise the dog you are describing is Ruby Lou, who is currently scratching herself on her body and getting fur everywhere. What? Oh. Ruby Lou! Ruby? Lacey, did you kill Dr. Black? <sighs> okay, fine. I made a mistake. You don't have to keep making fun of me. I'm You're still behind learning, you. you know, in this I'm not going to turn around so you can push me onto the dead body. I won't fall for that again. I'm trying to have an open and honest conversation with you about my emotions. For once, can you oh, just listen Look, to me? There's a set of muddy paw prints coming in from the garden leading straight towards the body. Paw prints? So the murderer does have a dog? Not unless that dog is big, red and called Clifford. Those paw prints are bigger than my feet. And that's saying something. My nickname as a child was Cocky Clown Feet. And at university, and even now my mother still calls me that. Anywho, that's adjacent to the point. Perhaps our furry, ghostly friend does have something to do with it after all. Did you say a g-g-g-g-ghost? Let's split up and look for clues. Actually, we've just found the clues. Now we're following up on Lee's. Did they not teach you anything in that ridiculous radar? Oh, whatever. I'll take Ruby to follow the scent of that perfume and see where it leads. You go out into the garden and see if you can figure out where those paw prints came from. Then we can meet back here in half an hour. Uh, excuse me, but I call the shots around here? It's my name on the hat. Because it's your hat. Precisely. And I say... You take Ruby to follow the scent of that perfume and see where it leads. I'll go out into the garden and see if I can figure out where those paw prints came from. Then we can meet back here in half an hour. That's what I literally just said. Perfect. Off you trot. <laughs> go on, Ruby Lou. Walkies! Good girl. Who's excited to solve a murder? 
You are, you are. Oh, I give up. Knickers and gnomes are on the case. Come on, Rube, follow the scent of that perfume. No, not in the kitchen. It's not time for a Ruby snack yet. <coughs> what is it, girl? The scent is coming from that room. <gasps> Jinkies! Miss Scarlet in the master bedroom with the hair dye. What are you doing in my room? Oh, this is f for a friend? What is your dog doing? She's ruining my bureau. Oh, first my fiancé, and now this? <sighs> Sorry about that. Ruby, get down from there. Aha! <coughs> uh -huh. A perfume bottle. This is it. The scent on Dr Black's body. Miss Scarlet, what do you have to say for yourself? Or did your husband often wear your perfume? That's not mine. And my donkey had his own musk. Somewhere between an elf that's been shot and a teenage boy's bedroom. It was perfect. He didn't need deodorant. It says Miss Scarlet's perfume on it. Oh, that's the name of my company. Miss Scarlet's perfume. Smell drop-dead gorgeous. Well, that doesn't change anything. The perfume was still on your dresser. I don't know how it got there. Maybe it was a gift from one of my boyfriends. Uh, I mean, friends who are boys. <laughs> I would never cheat on my husband. But I don't wear any perfume. I have a very distinctive natural scent. That's why I founded the company, so everyone can smell as good as me. Well, not quite. It was also a happy coincidence that the business did so well, and now I'm stinking rich. <laughs> stinking, get it? Here, have a whiff. No artificial smell can be as good as the scent of good economics. Wow, you do smell surprisingly good. And very different from the perfume. But that means someone must have planted the bottle on your dressing table. And if you're rich already, then you weren't marrying Dr. Black for his money. For his money? Honey, I earn twice what he does. I am a strong, independent woman. Ugh! Why do people always assume that a young, attractive woman could only be interested in an older man because he's rich? Dr. Black wasn't perfect, but he would do anything to protect me, and he was a very attentive lover. And hey, once you go black, you never go back. Let me tell you something about romantic partners. They're like fine wine. The more aged, the better. Unless they get... Too aged, and then you're just drinking vinegar. But Ducky wasn't like vinegar. No, he was like a Chilean Chardonnay, or a Pinot Grigio, or Scotch. I'm sorry. Guess I got swept up in the stereotype too. Um, where can I get some of that perfume of yours? I've been having a slight odour issue lately, and I was just wondering. Come on, Macy! Ruby! Where are you going? Ruby, Ruby, Lou, where are you? <gasps> Mrs. White in the guest bedroom with the stolen necklace. What are you doing with that necklace? Uh, I'm just cleaning it. <laughs> cleaning it by putting it on and looking at yourself in the mirror? I was checking the clasp still works. Oh, look, it does. I'll just put it back now. 
You just put that in your pocket. No, I didn't. What are you on about, pet? What's in your pocket? What's in your pocket? Oh, um, uh, this piece of string, a ruby snack, a lace snack. Oh, the complete works of Shakespeare. Some fluff and... Hey, wait a moment. Stop avoiding the question. Okay, fine. I'm the one who's been stealing jewellery. I was making the bed in here and just saw the necklace on the side. I have excellent eyesight. Came in handy during my time as an Air Force One pilot. Those big fancy women have more they could ever wear. They don't have ten necks or one really long one. Well, except for Gertrude. God, I hate Gertrude and her gigantic neck. Who's Gertrude? Oh, don't worry. You don't know her. Anyway, I needed the cash. Why? Why do you need more money? You know, other than the general living costs and a good pension and maybe a bit of spending money. I wish Hitchcock paid me in real money and not Hitchcoin. I'm in love with Peter! Professor Plum! <gasps> Don't tell him I said the L word or I'll kill you, but we're going to elope to France, live our days on the beaches eating Viennese whirls and bratwurst, speaking Portuguese with the locals. I'll finally get to see that leaning tower they've got. The Eiffel Tower's been knocked over. But that badgering Dr Black refuses to give me a reference, says he likes me Yorkshire puddings too much to let me leave. But I'll never get another job without a reference and archaeology ain't exactly a steady income. Oh, why did I have to fall for a skinny little man with no job prospects? Sometimes the heart wants what the heart wants. An archaeologist. That's why Plum had an argument with Black yesterday. Was trying to convince him to let us go. But Plum's a bit of a wet blanket and Doctor just steamrolled over him again. Left him as flat as one of my pancakes. That's another speciality of mine. So... When I spotted a couple of glittery bits and bobs lying about, I nabbed them, just in case. And did you hit Dr Black with your rolling pin when you went to convince him? What? No, of course not. My rolling pin is sacred. Got it when I was given a damehood for services to pastry. I'd never let that greasy man touch my prime pink pastry rolling pin. He wishes. If I'd have bludgeoned him to death with my rolling pin, he would have looked like a man who'd been bludgeoned to death by a rolling pin. And besides, murdering him wouldn't get me a reference now, would it? I suppose not. Just seeing if I could catch you out. Sorry about the accusation, but you better return that jewellery. Dr Black sure does seem to have a lot of enemies. How come he invited them all to his wedding? Because he doesn't have any friends. We're just trying to invite someone old, someone new, someone borrowed and someone blue. Wait, who's who in that scenario? Uh, Hitchcock's old, Scarlet's new, he borrowed money from Colonel Mustard and Mrs Peacock wears blue. And then he invited Plum because he knew he'd turn up. Right. Come on, Ruby, we'd better continue our investigation. Wait, what's that? In that suitcase there? I tried to tell you. <gasps> A bottle of Miss Scarlet's perfume? Whose suitcase is this? Mrs Peacock's. This is her room. We've got to tell Hitchcock. Let's go, Ruby Lou. Well then, mysterious pawprints. Where are you taking me? Hmm. Trails off into the forest. Who's been heading down to the woods today? I didn't know there was a teddy bear's picnic. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, get it, Lacey. <laughs> Ah, hey, I'm right. Um. Oh, what's that in the, the rose bushes? It's reflecting light in my eyes. 
Hey, there's a mysterious figure in the distance. It's moving towards the house. Hey, you! Is that fur? It's all shaggy. <gasps> Is that... No, it can't be. Unless... It's a ghost! This has been Knickers and Gnomes Are On The Case. Written and directed by Ella Palmer. Assistant director, Charisma Drage. Produced by Charlotte Wilson and Natalia Emsley. Chief script consultant and contributing writer, William Palmer. Script consultants, Kian Mori and Nathan Galpin. Music by Lily Blunder. Publicity design by Cody Knight. Lacey Knickers was played by Dorothy Burrows. Hitchcock Gnomes by Joseph Tetz. Was voiced by Sophia McCadden, Miss Scarlet by Lucy Monica, Ruby Lou was played by Ben Ward, and Mrs. White by Rosa Matish. This episode was edited by Anne Holly. If you would like to keep up with our latest mysteries, be sure to like our Facebook page.